Welcome to another one for a week of Zombro's Podcast. This week, Streamlabs OBS doesn't even give me a countdown anymore. It just tells me maybe you're live. Welcome to another one for a week of Zombies Action. I'm joined by my co-host with the most patience and confidence in the YouTube algorithm, unwilling to change thumbnails, taking the right way forward, Johnny J25. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm doing very good. Oh Jesus! <laughs> what? Do you have a late night? No. Oh, okay. It sounded like this very peaceful, very resolute. Like I'm good. I survived the tortured path because that's what we're going to be talking about today oh, on Zombros. <laughs> we played thirty rounds of of shit. Of... Yeah, it was a time. We have the torture path today, a little bit of Zetsubo Nishima's birthday, and your submitted topics for another for wonderful week of zombies discussions on the Zombro podcast. I'm still high off a of Chopper last week. So many good discussions. I just wanted to reiterate what a wonderful guest having Chopper on was. Not that any other guests aren't wonderful, but it electric charged me, man. It got me excited digging into all sorts of mechanical ideas of gameplay inside zombies, which is right around the corner. So... Do you want to talk about the tortured path, John? What was your first impressions all these years later playing the tortured path? Yeah, so I never played the tortured path until yesterday, mm -hmm. um, and it was it it was uh, it was okay. Mm -hmm. Like I think it was good, but I would if if I had played it on release, I would be disappointed because it's not a zombies map like we think of a zombies map. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you can't just like play it casually like a zombies map too is pretty shitty. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's good. Their hearts in the right place. And I said I said this to you as we um, played it together. And mm -hmm. you guys actually, if you're a patron, you can go see it. Should, It'll be up you not it or not. tonight. It's gonna be up tonight. Okay, you can check it out on the Patreon tonight. Um, if you're not a Patreon, check it out. Link in the description. Um, but I said in the in the playthrough we did, I was like. This has like I feel like this is what Gauntlets could have been, or if you mix this idea with Gauntlets, then you would have had a much more successful thing, like arena styled short ten rounds of challenges or thirty rounds, but like break it into sets of ten and make it more arena based rather than gauntlets where it gave you like the whole map to work with. Mm -hmm. Like it it you could tell that it does a lot of good things, but oh man, I would be totally disappointed if this came out on like release and that was just what we had as our DLC to carry us over. Because it really, I think you play it, you beat it once, you do the Easter egg, and then I don't think there's much left to do. Uh, I would agree. Well, you get the survival maps, and I had a lot of fun. I remember playing the survival maps. We didn't really dive into them uh, at all on our playthrough, and I doubt you continue to try out the survival maps like normal. But they function like a Grossenhouse, a town, a farm, a bus depot of sorts. And that's not really for a DLC, right? For a full zombies experience? You're not looking for the cut-up maps. You're looking for all three maps. I think that's one of your expectations. You thought we were going to go from one map into the next map into the next map in the areas inside one single game. Not I imagined it kind of feeling a little bit like Extinction. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, like it's going to take an hour or an hour and a half to play through, mm -hmm. and it's going to be more like a mission. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that really at all. Mm-hmm. 
we, we, we do know the reward. We talked about this again. You can watch it on the our full playthrough that goes up on for the Zombros patrons. But we did talk about the fact that, yeah, you got it as a reward, the survival maps, which is a really cool concept. The merits are definitely there. But think about the person that's not going through that's not going to play through all three maps and survive. Was it? I wonder if it was the base just survive the 10 rounds and it unlocks or was it do the Easter eggs? Because if it's the Easter egg, that's a, la- la- a layer worse. If it is just survive the 10 rounds, then it's something to strive for. But still, when you're talking about the scope of a DLC release, there's a much higher expectation. I was talking with my buddy Ryan last night until three in the morning about zombie stuff because he was he really liked diving into the recent mainframe videos. Shameless plug. Go watch that mainframe video after this podcast uh, about Pack-A-Punch. And we talked about like how it went from like launch maps are the best maps now because it has the most development where in the past every map was getting a little bit better or at least trying something significantly to push the game mode forward where it feels like shadows of evil on launch is one of the biggest maps uh and and didn't feel too much that way because gorod pushed the boundary so we're like okay that's pretty good but blood of the dead nine voyage and uh classified more than three base maps were definitely the maps that had by and large the most time put into them compared to black ops for the rest of the dlc season this feels a similar way we discussed it with world war ii zombies it feels like the final reich had something really good about it it definitely had something challenging the zombie formula but then they didn't have funding and resources so then we got the darkest shore the tortured path these don't feel like a full zombies dlc all this time later this isn't the next step and it's it's one of those things it's like you you see and we 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 talked about this when we were playing like the boat map Mm -hmm. and i was and you had told me that like they were planning on doing a boat map but it got canceled because Cherik was working on voyage yep and i'm like okay yeah i totally see how this could have just been what they had had of the boat map and Mm -hmm. then scrapped it reworked into like the darkest shore Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like okay well yeah so now we just have it then it's like you ask the question well is this dlc just a compilation of the leftovers yes all the prototype maps is probably what it was and they they strapped it together and they tried their best to make it something great i think it was also cutting their losses where okay this dlc is going to suck so we're going to re put all the money into frozen dawn so we had the cutscenes and we have a full map yeah and i feel like you could i feel like you could maybe suggest that the first map was just a bunch of assets from multiplayer, mm-hmm. you know, just general villagey assets. Okay, thrown together into a map. Because mm-hmm. I think it's a very uninspired location. It's just a village. Yeah, and I'm sure they have all sorts of assets that work well for that. So they could have just said to like a couple map designers, "Okay, just make us a village. Use what you have. You're not making anything new." Right. And then you're like, "Well, we have these old boats concepts. Let's just throw that in." And then, and then it almost feels like, feels like the last one is very much inspired by um, the Frozen Dawn. Actually, you have similar mm-hmm. assets in there too. Yep. Um, so they're probably already working on, it. and they said, "Well, let's take what we have here and just make a little mini area, make a little arena." I agree. And but I'm not opposed to arena style maps, and I'm not opposed to them like reworking assets or cut content. So this is where the next step in a retrospective. It- is so interesting to me where there's that needed distance between you and the game and the release 
to me, it functions as a fun arcade mode, and especially when you can unlock the sword, even inside those little times, you have these boss rushes that happen. It's jump quick. It's 20 minutes. You're going to be done in 20 or 30 minutes with this game, whether you like it or not, uh, unless you're going for the Easter egg. Easter eggs were agonizing from what I remember to getting through them with the fish, Simon says, and lining up the windmill with the zombie attached to it it's stuff to me that just like rolling my eyes at that I, I don't find that much interesting that gets back to the tediousness and it's like why are we doing this stuff where the hell's the logic and reason to all that but i like even here on gameplay that's being shown right now when the blimp came in i don't remember the blimp it definitely was probably in here as one of the challenge rounds but just like oh shit we're just we're just fighting the blimp little ways that change how the gameplay functions i liked how LMGs are being unlocked. You buy a random gun. You get a random assault rifle from wall buys. You're getting these drops uh, every three rounds, and you have challenges every three rounds. So you're getting shields, and they're giving you free weapons, and you might be like, oh, you know, I want to try out a bazooka. I, 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 There's no box. Let me see what, how this functions. And we start having a really good time when you start shooting the bazooka off, or you got the crossbow later on. And it changed how we were approaching the gameplay. Well, uh, like the continuous unlocks feels very tower defense which is zombies roots yes like so you have you have um you have the what you call it's the the uh god why can't i think of it yeah so you have like the continuous unlocks but you get them as time goes on so it's like i'm not gonna get pack a punch till maybe round seven which is probably right around the time that i need pack a punch you know Mm -hmm. so it works out in that sense and so I'm getting these things as time goes on and I'm continuously upgrading myself. And like normal zombies kind of just throws everything at you pretty early or at once, or you can mm. get everything really early if you're efficient enough. Whereas like this, I'm kind of forced to use what I have at the moment, which isn't a bad thing. So I like that aspect of it. Or it was like, we didn't get the bazooka till like later in the game. But I didn't really need it early in the game. And in fact, if I got it early in the game, I probably would have accidentally or not accidentally, but just swapped it out. Mm -hmm. But then I had it like around round six or seven or so. And then I decided to pack a punch it. And then it was really helpful for when the Moistlers came. And I would just take that automatic, fully automatic rocket launcher and just mow them down like they were nothing. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. You'll see coming up in the gameplay as well. I know I I definitely had my safety net where I kept the sapper, and the sapper is one of the best guns, uh, the handguns, and here's John about to get the, the rocket launcher in game. Uh, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed seeing how when I pack a bunch of these weapons, organically, they prep you, and the zombie's health is, is scaled differently. They're compressing like a 30-round game into a 10-round game. And when you go to pack a punch, I was surprised. Like you told me, you pack a punch in LMG, and you're shooting grenades. I forgot about all the extras of the yeah, but that, that grenade lmg sucked oh there you go <laughs> but there might be mods that might make it better and it also depends on uh actually mods are the mod the modifications to your classes i was also going to suggest classes that you select because i'm amazed how like one of the classes that i had optimized for our boss fights the lucky crit you'll see in this gameplay as well uh, with the uh free fire i think hardline's another one that has a mix of classes just drops bosses it's disgusting how much damage you can do and i really love that synergy very similar to uh one of the peak features in extinction took me a while to remember the name of that game mode was the synergy you get between your friends 
uh, when you play and someone's running the medic class, someone's running the centuries and Chopper even brought this up last week. I like how there's there's definitely a dynamic for finding a synergy between mods and uh, abilities inside the game. Now, is it better to get the modifications inside the game instead of doing them in menuing? I'm really I really am push my preference we don't like we don't like perks and menus yes but we we do like modifications that basically act like perks and menus you know like it's it's there's a line i don't know where that line is right i think cosmetic rewards are great in menus but i want in-game upgrades to be in or i want upgrades like uh, weapon upgrade systems to be in game I think this is my preference. This is how I've developed over the years for what I think I like zombies to be. And I like having the attachments. I like pack-a-punching my guns. I like having them become powerful inside the game, not grinding to make them more powerful outside, which is in contrast to a lot the preference and play style people who play Black Ops 4. That's where I believe I clash with those ideas, and many people do. If you like grinding to get your awesome weapons, Beale Force great at that. I liked how in Doris, you pop it in, and it's good. You're done. You have the best weapon, and you don't feel like you're playing with something lesser. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, how do you feel about being able to buy Pack-A-Punch ammo for 4000 on the Pack-A-Punch machine in World War II Zombies? Compared to paying four four fifty, it's not that really big of a deal. Well, for any, um, it's any weapon, wall weapons. Yeah, yeah, that that is a nice feature. I think that's. I don't know why that's not a thing. Right, it's still it a punishment. Yeah, I mean, like I can't buy ray gun uh, ammo anymore. It's like, at what point does it matter anymore? Right. <laughs> well, okay, so I don't think you should be able to buy like ray gun ammo, and I okay. don't think you should be able to buy Wonderwaff ammo. Okay. But I would like to be able to buy like a pack of like a regular guns, pack of punched ammo, PPSH, MG42. Um, you D-O. know what? Actually, I'm fine with it because it because so you run out of like pack a punch ammo. Well, then either just hit the box and repack a punch, or mm-hmm. go and um, or just buy a wall weapon instead. Do you think that just artificially inflates the tediousness of the game? Like, you're just sitting there, well, I, I'm going to get this gun anyway. I'm just going to spend a bunch of points, waste a bunch of time, no, and repack no, a punch I mean, it. No, I mean, like, if you pack a punch, if you run out of pack a punch ammo, uh-huh, for... either get lucky with for your weapon, mm-hmm. either get lucky with a max ammo or wait for a dog round or something, mm-hmm. or just hit the box and then take whatever weapon it gives you and pack a punch it, you know? All right, it's more like trying to get the flow of the game going to try a new weapon once you run yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets you to try new, new and different weapons. Okay, and I, I definitely, I definitely don't think I should be able to go and buy Wonderwaff ammo for four thousand dollars or four thousand five hundred dollars. Is that exclusive to Wonder weapons or all weapons? Is is your idea here? I do believe that should be especially limited to Wonder weapons, but yeah. I'm okay with it being box weapons too. Mm-hmm. Because you then just hit the box for a new box weapon. I'm I'm more on board with the wonder weapons. I think that's a fair idea. Just to be like, go put it away. Go get it out of the box again if you want to. If you want to try and get this, he's the most powerful weapons of the game. Or wait for a max ammo. Um, I, I like yeah. the fact a lot that I could just buy PPSH ammo or MG42 ammo or Sapper ammo, depending on the game. Just get yeah. In there but and if play. you if you want, but if you want to buy a weapon that you can continuously buy ammo for, then just pack a bunch of wall weapons yeah but then you're you're now restricted to the limitation of wall weapons and and world war ii is a victim actually of having too many weapons in the box 
Uh, I doubt well, you yeah, but if you want if you want some of the fun, if you want some of the more fun and unique weapons, then you hit the box, which is a bit random. But the punishment for getting that unique weapons is that well, once you're done with it, you're kind of done with it. Go hit the box again. Okay. Well, like you shouldn't you shouldn't think about your wall weapons like your reliable staple that you can keep coming back to because mm-hmm. you got it by random chance anyway. Whereas the wall weapon, you know exactly what you're purchasing. You know where it's always going to be, and you you know you can get that ammo. Like I know that I can go to the wall, pay twelve hundred dollars, and mm. I'm going to get a Thompson. Mm. Whereas I'm going to hit the mystery box for nine fifty, which is a cheaper price, mm. and I can get anything from a Wonderwolf to a pistol. Yeah, no, you like you're already point. you're already rolling the dice. So why should that weapon that you got on chance be something that you can reliably count on? You got it at a discount, sure. and you got it by chance. So why should it be something that you can reliably count on throughout the game? totally that's totally logical i think i'm just tired of that being the rule after 40 installments is like why not play with that and that's probably why i like world war ii being able to do that but you make that makes perfect sense though i mm-hmm. do not deny any of your logic i like it yeah just buy a wall weapon <laughs> um which honestly like in black ops 2 that was all i was doing anyway i was buying the ak-94 the pdw the svu AM. like they had some good wall weapons mm-hmm they did they did and that was uh interesting because i the argument always comes up of like do you buy do you put crap wonder crap weapons in the box so then the good weapons feel even better i know that's a normal argument that i hear from people being like well black ops one or black ops two weapon selection was excellent i thought black ops one's weapon selection sucked i thought it was really really boring um in sense of what weapons were good and what weren't um i like the attachment features when you pack a punch them that did make them feel unique but i'm talking about killing power by around 25 nothing's working except wonder weapons and traps that that's just it for for uh black ops one with Black Ops 3, it gets back into the discussion we had about Pack-A-Punch. It, it no longer matters about the gun anymore. We're now talking about the ability that comes with the gun. You don't care about your Vesper. You can get all the ammo you want or even a Dingo. You care about the Blast Furnace feature that activates. Yeah, well, once once every once every gun got Blast Furnace or any of the others, Deadwire, whichever, mm-hmm. they suddenly all became the same weapon. Exactly. Which was shoot until you get the alternate ammo type yes so so the weapon the weapon inherently they they all get boiled down to the same cone of paint yeah and i i think that's something world war ii and the torture path made me excited about again not to have that coat of paint that's exactly the same now i know uh whenever i talk about the uniqueness of these weapons there's a huge caveat is not all of them are utterly and completely unique by any means because they're like explosives. Some guns suit explosives. Some guns are now automatic. Like there's only so many features you can tick to make them unique, but trying to like go back to World at War where all of a sudden you get a grenade launcher with the M1 Grand, the carbine is automatic. Just enough tiny tweaking with the guns, I think is a great way to still maintain that identity with them so you're like oh yeah that gun plays specific when i pack a punch the m1911 for the first time it felt different and the mustang and sally plays completely different from the world at war uh m1911 so th- there's a ch- there's a way you can still play with this so they have identities uh inside the game just like we lost with perks and the whole sandbox of it all uh, yeah well it's like i i pack a punch that lmg and suddenly it was shooting ex- explosives mm-hmm. i pack a punch the crossbow and then it was 
it had explosive tips mm-hmm. as opposed to beforehand it was just a crossbow yeah it wasn't exploding and that was fun yeah and they were dodging out of the way as you as you saw or um, i don't know what they were doing i you couldn't might tell have been glitching by the way too because i thought i saw gameplay of people actually hitting and impacting with the bow but i well i would shoot them i would shoot them from point blank and as soon as i would shoot they would always do like a roll yeah and then the the arrow would go through and it would just land on another on just like just it would land at a point through them okay like just on the other on the other side of the room you know so i couldn't i couldn't tell if them flopping over was a reaction to the arrow flying through their body or Mm -hmm. if it was a reaction to the arrow like they're program to roll tuck and roll you know yes i'm not sure what was going on there yeah it was strange and i'm really curious to jump on it again i'm actually going to be playing the final reich this thursday for my speedrun streams i don't know if i'm actually going to be speedrunning it but i'm going to be playing through my weekly thursday streams at the very least and uh i i'll, I'll definitely test that out but i like the idea of at least it changed it was something different right they added that extra layer to make it like well the zombies have a different animation when i shoot them with this that's pretty mm-hmm. cool Obviously, you can't animate every zombie specifically for every gun in the game. But actually, it's a... they they were they were flipping and rolling with with the other arrows too. Okay. Um. So or it's... no. So it was it was the whistlings that were rolling. Okay. But the other zombies would just die. Mm-hmm. So so it, it was like if you don't kill them, then they do this roll. Okay. So I I feel like it's a reaction to them roll to them getting hit. I don't really know. Yeah, that would that probably makes sense. I yeah. mean, it should be the reaction to getting hit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like I'd be like point blank, and they and it doesn't hit them. Right. Um, what else or about the? Like what else about the torture path uh, stuck out to you, both good and bad? Is was there any little things you really liked about it, or anything that really turned you off? I it definitely felt formulaic. Okay. You know, it was like the third round, you're going to get a wave of special zombies. And the first two, it gave you the bomb zombies. But then the fourth one, it gave you the fire ones, which they, they I was not ready for. Whoa, yeah. You have to be prepared for those uh, those sizzlers. Yeah. Uh, but it's, are a pain. You could, you could tell there was a formula. And I would have liked it if each, each map, it's okay to follow the formula. But I, I think each one should have had different elements, you know. Where it's like put the bomb zombies in the um in the first one, mm-hmm. and then the second one give them like the uh you know like whatever their dogs equivalent was I forget what they were called sizzlers, no no they weren't on fire oh dogs there was dogs equivalent they're not actually dogs they're yeah. zombies they have a bunch of flies on them and stuff yes um pests or something else yeah like the pest zombies make make the pest zombies a special round mm-hmm. and then for the last one use the sizzlers. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that variety was always there. Yeah, and the Sizzler so early on at round five is such a death sentence for the torture path. Like, that happens mm-hmm. so often. Um, you'll see in our Frozen Dawn, we get hit with the Sizzlers and just barely by the skin of our teeth get through it. Uh, we don't, we're, we weren't able to beat the Frozen, or God, not the Frozen Dawn, the uh, uh, Beneath the Ice, which is the Frozen Dawn looking map. Uh, we weren't able to beat that boss and we weren't able to beat uh, the ship we got caught at the end when it just started going ridiculous. We forgot we had Jack in the Boxes and that was totally Yeah, yeah that was dumb of us. Yeah, we were both so like going down and we forgot we had Jack oh in the Boxes. God. Easily, we would have had the last 30 seconds if we just started throwing Jack in the Boxes everywhere. That was our mm-hmm. mistake. The map was way too small for the boat. Oh my God. That boat yeah. map is so small and claustrophobic, but 
I do like the dynamics of like the idea the map is slowly changing and closing off corridors and passages. Uh, there's something to that idea. I don't think it was implemented we- like perfectly or in a way that was really, wow, mind-blowing. But I think there's something really cool still about that idea of the ship is rocking back and forth and all of a sudden, oh, you can't go in this area. You now got to use an alternate path to get somewhere. Yeah, I didn't mind that because there were there were times what I was worried about was getting hit by one of the trucks Yeah, and then going down. Um, and there were a couple instances where I was like, I could see the truck in front of me moving at me, but I was able to get out of the way in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it never hit me. And I always felt like I had enough time to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I was worried about having like a down where I just felt like it was total BS. Like I just yeah. got hit by the thing that never happened, which is good. And I don't mind so much that certain areas get closed off because I think eventually I would, I would just learn Mm-hmm. because it was the first time I was playing it, I didn't really know the area that well. So I'd be like, okay, now I got to find the other path. But mm-hmm. once I know the different paths, then I think I would have it down. Yeah. And the other interesting part too, is it also cuts off the zombies. So it can be a benefit yeah. at times where, oh, I'm about to die. And then they get cut off and you're like, Hey, that worked mm-hmm. out. <laughs> so it's... yeah, or you can, you can even put your back now to an area. Yes. And now you have a camping area and then maybe you just rotate between camping areas uh, as the map rotates. Again, yeah, so there's something I... to it. I well, I I honestly I think they did it fine. I don't really have any complaint. Mm-hmm. I think it, it works well thematically with the map. Like you have a rocking ship, so I guess they just didn't tie down the the the, the trucks. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna rock back and forth with the boat. I like that. It mm-hmm. works thematically. It's not like suddenly there's just magic that appears. You know. Yes. Yes. Um, it works with the setting. I never felt like I downed because of it bullshit i actually i didn't go down by it but like you know the threat was still there i'm like oh shit the truck's coming let me move out of the way Mm -hmm. it definitely made areas a bit more dynamic but it never felt like i was being cheated and i think once i learned the map i could go okay that door's closed off let me just take the other way yeah cool well i'm I'm happy to hear that i don't have an issue with that Um, yeah i was gonna say like the only thing is that like yeah the map is pretty tight yes that's the only kind of problem with the boat map what other map would you equate to being this tight of a map to in all of Call of Duty Zombies? Any developer? Does any ring a bell? Because we've used that before. We feel like the corridors are really, really tight. Some places in Shang sort of hit me. It's very, it's very Shang. Um, it's also very Voyage, but Voyage is also on a boat. <laughs> That's um, funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very Voyage, very Shang. Tight's not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it's actually okay in this circumstance if you have if you the village map, which is fairly open. Yes. And then you had the boat, which is fairly tight. Yep. And then you have the third, which is open enough, but also feels a little bit like an arena. Yep. Because you have it's just a big circle with a center area. Yeah. Um, you know, like so it's okay to give it its own characteristic that this is the tight map. Yes. And and, and I think like it gets were, a lot to the identity. If they were all wide open, then I think that'd be a problem. Actually. Yes, because then I guess it's the boringness of just like uh, of the maps. I was discussing about transportation and how important transportation uh, is in a map because it also impacts the flow. You literally have to think about like the geysers in Shangri-La, for example. It's a tight map, but also it adds verticality because they're saying, how do we want players to get around quickly, right? Okay, so we have geysers. Well, that'll allow them to get back up to this area or that area. A lot of time in chaos, it's just stairs and portals that are just as good as like cutting a frame in a movie where it's just like, and now you're there. 
you know, we had different ways to go around. I know teleporters uh, are a staple in zombies, but I think some of the most character and transportation that brings out the believability of maps, that these are lived-in maps, are maps like Gorak Krovi and Zet, where you have these pipe systems where you're going around, or you had the dragons, which is a completely unique system to to travel from place to place. These things really bring out whatever the identity of the map is. And when you just have, let's just go in a teleporter, it doesn't fit as well. Like I think the chaos maps suffered from that in, in, in the same way here. It, it doesn't quite because you have this tight map, you have a wide open map, and then you have the, the happy middle ground. It gave each tortured path experience a unique experience. Yeah, and I think it would have been a it would have been a mistake to include an open area in this map because if you have the map set up such that it's all tight except for one little open room, then I think you're never going to leave that open room. Right. So I think I think you either go all in or you don't. So you either make the map pretty open so that way you can walk around into a bunch of different open areas, or you go all tight and create that claustrophobic feel. But if you just do really tight areas and then one open area you're going to stick to the open area yeah yeah and that's like game theory where you're just you're going to play the optimal way whatever's the easiest way which way is going to make you win you're going to play the dominant strategy and and not giving players that initially or in any of the other maps has i think plays to what it's going for there's clearly a direction for the tortured path even though it seems extremely limited and like there it feels like this would have been a uh, a pitch to the developers uh, in, in, internally in a meeting. Like, this is what we want to do, Let's, but we want to make this bigger. But they only gave them enough for like, okay, the pitch is all you're getting. We're not going to be, we can't afford to give you more. I feel like there is something here with the tortured path, but again, too small, too little budget, and too short time. The rounds are too short. Mm -hmm. Even though I know there's the survival and you get all the maps, and we don't have to endure the nonsense because I think they're unlocked by default now after release. There's all that controversy where cameras like, oh, we'll release them. And then it didn't come out for like weeks or months afterwards. Yeah, they were really slow on that. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you so going map by map? What were yes. your thoughts, at least yes. on the village map? The village map, um, I appreciated the lighting of it. I liked how it was outside. Aesthetically, it was uh, probably the second most appealing map. I know there's only three, but I, I certainly liked fighting in that setting and made me feel like I was in World War II. I feel like I was uh, during the European theater of war, uh, fighting the zombies in there. It's cool to see the moistlers sprinting out of the hedges. I think there's a lot of atmospheric fun for that. Uh, uh, the Easter egg I know on that, which you didn't experience is annoying. I don't like it at all. And I think that's what really hurts the first map for me, but there's different areas to train and there's a decent flow to the map. So it's, it's extremely average. I would say for the, the first thing, it's, it's not something to be like, this is unplayable. Screw this. But it's also not like, it's not memorable. It's not changing. Yeah. Well, part of, I think the memorable, the lack of memorableness is the setting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, just a village yes uh, there's not that much going on it definitely feels world war ii which is maybe why it's a good introduction to the tortured path yeah it's, it's easing good... us into the fantasy sci-fi it's a good place to start and and because you're outside and because it's set in world war ii mm -hmm. 
you can incorporate things like the blimp into how it's going to work. Yes. So, like, like, you can't put the blimp on, I think, the other two maps. Yes. And the blimp agree. isn't on the other two maps. But I, I think it only works in that map. So, I, like, yeah, the setting is boring and unrememorable. I think that's a little bit okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wide open. Um, I'm not really sure exactly what they had in mind with some of, like, the houses. Like, I felt like the houses were just kind of death traps. Yeah, I, I think that was purposeful because later on in the Easter egg, a zombie comes out of there and you got to escort them. So it's it's more trying to catch players in the in where they're at, especially when you're near the uh, uh, charging for the Pack-A-Punch. A lot of those feel like uh, difficult areas on the map, the basement and the one near the river. Both those mm-hmm. are death traps where the final one, they sort of ease up on you and they're like, hey, uh you can just train in that wide open crater that was hit by artillery. Uh, again, it, lo- it looks like a World War II map. It definitely looks like somewhere yeah. you would fight. It's just so small, so not memorable as a standard village. Yeah, and I, I think what they should have done is take advantage of the fact that it's so open mm-hmm. by just throwing fucking everything at you. Okay. You know, how would like that, that go? How would it go? It'd yeah, be a little what do you mean by a, everything? Like, like, that would be the one where you have, like, two Brenners and five whistlings and gotcha. and some and some of like the pests on like like that should be the one because you have a lot more open space to run around mm-hmm. that should be the one where the game is throwing as many things as possible at you like everything it's got we're going to give you the blimp and two Brenners and five whistlings and 20 zombies you know sure like that's the one where you should feel the most overwhelmed and, and don't do that on the more claustrophobic map because you don't have as much space that's also an interesting idea to bring up because you take it a step further in the lore of it. Um, World War II zombies, they're now overtaking Europe. The whole intro is no one expected this. They're overrunning London. You're still on the continental map of the United or of the of Europe. And you should be experiencing the most of the zombies. The outbreak has now gotten to an unbelievable point, and we're retreating to try and find this Hail Mary mythical legend of a sword that's suddenly going to stop the zombies. So that's the boat sequence going over to the boat and eventually going uh, to beneath the ice. So I, I think that's a really interesting point you bring up. I think there's uh, definitely a balance needed. I, I I know when you say multiple whistlings, I hear Greg FPS go, ah, 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 and it's like okay. I know I know people don't like a lot of whistlings, but I think I think if there's a map that you're gonna throw a bunch of everything, do it on the open map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I, I see what and, you're and, saying, and I, I think and, and yeah. I know the community is gonna groan when they go, ah, oh, five whistlings, but like for one round in this game i think i think i think you won't hate it that much you hate 10 whistlings when it's round 40 and this is the fifth round in a row where there's 30 whistlings you've had to kill you know but if you're just doing it once i don't think it's that big a deal Mm -hmm. and you know newbies brought up in chat and this is where i think the the difference in people who enjoy uh grinding comes in where i disagree ancient evil and dead of the night flow really well you always have something to do and progress even in casual play I don't, I don't think that's the case. Like we talked about, Dead of the Night, you got to remember 21 things just to get silver bullets. I rail into Dead of the Night in I, our, yeah. uh, our recording. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah, we did. Dead, we of, the did. Night, Dead of the Night. Yeah. Dead of the Night is so bad, it makes me angry. I get I yeah. get, I get, get mad at Dead it's, of the Night It is later. not casual play whatsoever. It's not. Ca- it's not. Dead of the Night is literally, I think, one of the worst zombies maps ever because of everything you need to do and progress, and you have to do them. 
to play the map. Yes. And you are going to you are going to have the worst time ever if you do not build the silver bullets, if you do not build the shield, if you do not make Alistair's Folly and all that shit. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you can't enjoy the map. Whereas, like, if I'm playing other maps, I don't know, what's what would be a good example where you have stuff to do, but they're not optional? Like, the Black Ops maps aren't a good example. Um, well, BO2, then. Black Ops, BO2, trans, or buried. I can build all the various buildables, but I never need to. Yeah. Um, you also I don't have... feel ever disadvantaged because I don't have the trample steam. Mob of the Dead, you or don't need the shield. I feel, I feel, yeah, Mob of the Dead. If I don't build the shield, if I don't do all the little things that I get in, um, in like afterlife, other than of course building pack a punch, and even mm-hmm. then it's not necessary. Like you should have to do a little bit of something for pack a punch. Mm-hmm. Dead of the night, I cannot do dead of the night unless I do all the other shit. You got. And it. then I had to have got. Then I had to keep pausing and look up guides because I forget where all the little parts are. Like I've done a count. I think there's like fifty something possible locations between all the parts you need to get yourself set up in dead of the night it well okay so let me go into it more and this again there's not an attack on your favorite map so understand if you love this yes, map, it is if you, your favorite map is jo- dead of the night this jo- is an absolute <laughs> this attack. is john attacking you but like understand this is why there's a disconnect between what you think what you your preferences and what our preferences the dead of the night like I said, 21 for the bullets, right? Now we still have the shield. You have to have the shield. You got to know where the, to build the shield. And you need to know three different locations for each shield part. That's nine more nine more locations for that. When you're talking about Pack-A-Punch, you need to know all the tuning fork locations. You got to know all the clock locations to open all those up. And that's another nine to ten. Alistair's Foley has four different spawns for each of the... Uh, symbols you have to put into it It, it's like 20 it just keeps going like 50 plus 20 and then every step you you need to remember 20 things for alistair's foley to get the mark one version of it and it and you and you want the upgrades if i want to pack up if i want a better version of the ray gun back in the day nostalgia blinders on i completely acknowledge it but i just pack a punch of ray gun once and now i have the better version of the ray gun now People who like, who get bored as rounds go on. Oh, well, I have this quest. I can go on these quests. It's round 30. It's round 40. I've upgraded Alistair's Foley. I unlocked everything as time goes on. That's where I think those players thrive, where there's like, I have so much stuff to do where I see it as busy, tedious work that I can't memorize 80 locations to remember all the functionalities of the map before I I even do the Easter egg. I know this for a fact because I've read it and I've read a lot of like, reactions to zombies now versus zombies then Mm -hmm. and a lot of people who are just casual fans of the game Mm -hmm. really do miss the fact that there's too much going on Mm -hmm. like a lot of like like there is a real sentiment that zombies right now is too complicated Mm -hmm. and that treyarch kind of killed themselves by trying to innovate too much by always doing something new okay like there is a real there is a real value to a map like Kino that just you just jump in and play. Certainly. I don't need a guide to play Kino. Certainly. Certainly. I mean, that's when I was talking to my buddy Ryan again last night. He talked about he didn't complete a single Easter egg. He wanted to complete all the Easter eggs in Black Ops 4 on launch. Not a single one. He said, when I looked up a guide to how to do it, and I had to sit through 50 minutes of a guide before Glitch came around, it, it was ridiculous. It was like... I, I, I don't want to take a class to complete 
a zombie Easter egg. What what's going on with this? Even glitches some of his guides. They're 15, 20 minutes, and he gives you nothing else besides exactly what you need to know. So you don't get the little optimizations necessarily every time as well that uh, Milo will go into and tell you exactly the best strategy he found to do it, which is why it expands so much. It's like it takes longer to do the guide than to actually perform the Easter egg in certain speedrunning circumstances. So yeah. it's like, it's interesting. So And uh, big fan Joe Weeks, he loves... BO4, and um, I appreciate him bringing up his opinions, and so I can try and see the other perspectives. But he argues, isn't Zet the same thing as Dead of the Night? Is Zet the same level of having to remember stuff as Dead of the Night? Is it the same tedious busy work? Not really. I don't think so. I don't either because it's it's optional. You don't have to get the golden bucket. That's literally the busy work thing you can do later on. You don't have to plant seeds. You can just play normally and Zet plays normally. You do do not need to plant seeds. And you can also just casually plant seeds. Like you are going to pick up seeds. Yeah. And then you are going to walk over places where you can plant those seeds. Mm -hmm. And then you just might not ever think to water them. Yeah. Like you're gonna figure that out. You don't have to get the um. You don't have to get the skull of non We yep. You can play your entire. You can play to around a hundred and never use the skull of never unlock the skull of non We certainly. Now the only the only thing you have to do, and this is a little multi staged, is power. Yep, power and pack. Power and pack, but it's not the. I I think those are the two that I don't think are that big a deal. Okay, because the the power is not that hard. Yeah, but what is it? Te- I remember people hated power on launch for Zet. They thought it was way too much. It was oh, it's like- annoying. Yeah, I think it's I think it's too much. Okay, I, I- think it's too much. Mm-hmm. But you know, once I do them, I'm good. Okay, that's pretty much it. I think pack might be too hard for the casual because you got to go down and swim in the cave to get that last yeah. part. Like 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 this is not a defense of this is not a defense of that because i do think that that's pack a punch and its power are a little too involved mm-hmm. but dead of the night i mean it's a whole host of chores you gotta do it's a it's a different level of intensity the, the, the problem with the problem with the dead of the night is that i can survive so let's just say this if i play zet and i i turn on power let's say at minimum i turn on power which is a little tedious yep but I, you could do it, and you could figure it out, and you can watch a two-minute guide. Yes, yes. That's then, fair. I, then I can buy Juggernaut, and I can survive, and I can get weapons from the box. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like Dead of the Night, if I don't get those silver bullets, yep. and I don't build, if I don't get those silver bullets, there's no way I'm killing the werewolf. <laughs> if I don't Easily. get the shield, there's no way the vampires aren't killing me. I can't survive. Yes, I can survive in Z- I can survive in Zet without building the pack punch, but I can't survive in Zet without the silver bullets. Uh, I'm gonna uh, be in I'm Dead of the Night. Be, you can't survive in Dead of the Dead Night. Of the night. Silver yeah. I'm literally going to be putting entire guns into the werewolf before I kill that thing. It has so much health. Yes, um, Joe brings up in terms of upgrades, parts gathering, parts location, spread out the skull, the shield, the gas mask, the KT4, the upgrade for the KT4, the power pack a punch, and I think we. All that you say, right? But the fine line that isn't walked correctly in in my terms of play, in my opinion, so fucking calm down as the internet, man. You can't survive without a shield and BO4 and the bullets are, are... You have to have the bullets in the game if you want to have a good time. You have to. 
and Zed, yeah, otherwise... not the same case. You don't have to have the KT. You really don't. You don't have to have that, especially if you have Gobble Gums on, which you get by casually playing as well. That can change the whole game. You can literally just have a crate power or a wall power, and you don't even have to worry about Pack-A-Punch, which you could probably make the same arguments in uh, Dead of the Night. Uh, but it's not as an easy system, and you have to play way longer, and you have to grind more because it's not a one-to-one system. You you get the we talked about plasma, how how that ends up developing. So I think it is very interesting that comparison where that line of forcing the players to do these quests to remember all these locations just to have just to jump into the game is dead of the night is way worse offender. Where I think Zet very much works on these are these will make you better. You will live longer if you do these, but it's not required to play the game. You can definitely get away with it. And it's also not reliant on random part locations. Uh, Shield is. Well, Shield has three no. locations, though. It's the same no, problem. No, I'm not talking about it. But the Shield and Zed is not necessary. Like, the Shield in... The only reason the Shield is necessary in um, Dead is because of the vampires. Okay. What about Thrashers, are... though? Thrashers are a monster. And Zet, I think that would be a, a devil's agony. They're not. They're not super hard though. You just shoot the blisters. Okay. You know the big orange things, um, and you can run away from them. Whereas like the vampires, they were just small and they were faster than you. They were just a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I don't think you actually need the shield and Zet. Okay. So it's like you you get you get some buckets. You fill up the power, but you're doing it pretty much the same way you do it every game. Mm. Then when you build the Pack-A-Punch, you got to get the various different parts. But you'll remember that each part is really designated to their specific room. Yes. So I go into the bot, I go into the room with all the bodies hanging and it's in a random body. But I know I just got to keep knifing them until it appears. And I know that the, um, the, the whatever it is when you go swimming, it's always going to be in that cave. Okay. You know, so I don't need to exactly remember the three locations because I can just swim through the cave and eventually find it. Okay. Well, what about the areas that people would argue in Dead of the Night? Um, Like, you just got to know what's in the library. I'm playing Devil's Advocate, John. I'm agreeing. I agree with what you're saying, but I, I, because I want to give a fair voice because I don't think it's just great. Just a dogpile on difference. I appreciate Joe being willing. He said he wasn't even, he's not at Madden chat, which is nice on the internet, but just to flesh out a discussion that tries to seriously analyze these things. Um, because it's like it's it's painfully obvious where parts are and Zet. Okay. You know? Oh, they literally yeah, like, and they are glowing. That's fair. Yeah, like they're glowing. Cold. Whereas, like in Dead of the Night, they'll put the they'll they, they'll always be in one room, mm-hmm. but it'll be in a relatively large room. Mm-hmm. Or there might be seven locations. You know, like those vases. Those vases have like seven or eight locations across the entire map. I don't even remember the vases. <laughs> you got it. Maybe you got it. You got to break the vases, and then they give you visions of where. Oh shit! Um, yeah, yeah. There's three per room, know, so there's nine there's total. Three oh my god! How yeah, does it like, have like, so many things? Holy shit! That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. my god! And it's gonna it's gonna show me oh like some god. painting, and then yeah. I got to remember where that where that painting, painting is. You know, oh like it. it, it keeps building whereas i know i know that if i swim in that cave mm-hmm. there's only really one path so i'm going to find it actually mm-hmm. isn't it always at the bottom of the cave no there, there's three different places you can spawn in the cave okay but swimming. i know i but the cave is straightforward enough that yeah. i know if i just swim in that cave i'm gonna stumble upon it 100 
You're, you're, and you're and going straight far enough that I know if I knife everybody in that one room, I'm mm -hmm. going to find the part in there. The vases do glow, but it's it's not as obvious. I would argue you have the little blue the bubbles vase? that come out. They do, they do. But I I walked by them many many times. The vases glow, but just because they're glowing doesn't mean that it's like apparent. Because what makes it annoying is that there's seven of them, and I have to go, and I'm not gonna know whether or not it's the proper vase and whether or not it's glowing until I actually go to that room. So if I'm just going in order. I could I could either check one room or I could get six wrong in a row and then it's finally in the seventh room. And who cares if it's glowing or not? Because I don't know until I get there and through process of elimination. Do they spawn in a specific order? It's not like all three know. at one time. So there's like one in one room, uh, three it, locations. It might it might be, yeah. It no, it, it might be they're just all three glowing at once. It probably okay. is. Okay. Because we did, it's, I mean, we only said five minutes ago that the glowing in Zet is a difference, but is it because it blends in so much? I know, like the shield, I walk by in the library all the time in Dead of the Night. I know I have that problem trying to track down the goddamn shield parts, uh, or like the 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 thin rectangular one that's always like leaning against the wall. Yeah, I walk by that so often; it blends yeah. in so well they're, with they're, the maps. They're really easy to miss. Okay, apparently there's nine locations. Okay. Um. Oh you know, so, and I, I don't, I think they're just all glowing. You can do them in whatever order. Okay. But think about this. So the vase, you have to find the, you have to find all three vases from nine possible locations. Okay. They're then all soul boxes. True. So now I got to fill the soul boxes. Sure. And then those, that soul box is going to guide me to a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got to go find where that challenge is. Yep. Then do the challenge to get the tuning fork. To do, to do. <laughs> to get the fucking tuning forks <laughs> yeah and then i can then i, I is it pack a punch i don't even remember yeah. what i'm building at this point <laughs> yeah. i wasn't sure if i was getting the alistair's folly or the pack a punch pack a punch this is just for pack a punch yeah whereas like with zet i just gotta knife all the potty bags and yeah. i just gotta swim to the end of the cave and i forget what the third one is i think the third one is literally just survive in a room but i'm not sure yeah it's power power you you get one part of pack a punch through power that's oh, what's yeah, yeah, yeah. in the yeah, fan yeah, yeah. they literally yeah. help you they give you the first one so it's it's, it's like it's one two one two three three steps knife yeah. the body bags yep survive in a room yep swim in a cave dead of the night find a vase yep in one in one of nine possible locations yep soul box complete it. the soul box yep then go do the challenge gotta find where the challenge is first you gotta remember the different gotta locations find, gotta find gotta find the challenge do yep. the challenge. Now do that three more times. Two more times. That's 12. That's two more times. That's 12 steps as opposed to three steps. Yeah. There's, there's like, it's, there's a it's, nuance. There's a clear nuance to it. There's, it's egregious. <laughs> like, how much more? It's egregious. How much more involved Dead of the Night is over Zet? I'm like, a yeah, Zet, is, Zet is mildly complicated. But I lost track of what the hell I was doing in Dead of the Night halfway through explaining it. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was, and I think that's just a testimony to how involved this map is. Where I wasn't sure if I was building Pack a Punch or the Wonder Weapon. Yeah. No, this isn't derailing the stream. We literally brought up parallels to Dead yeah. of the Night when we were playing because there is a lot to talk about in the parallels to these maps, and it's 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 interesting discussion and basic functionalities of call of duty zombies how dead of the night is bad i want the man who designed that map fired oh, Jesus. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> 
He is, John. You got your wish. He's gone. Papa Blundell's gone. He's not coming back now. I don't think Blundell did dead. You don't think so? Well, you, you know how you know how they like like Jason's the lead. Yes, but, but then you have different people kind of take roles like sub sub leads. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 you yes. Know what I'm talking about one hundred percent. Yes, you remember this conversation. So not Jason, but the man he gave the the the. The go ahead to lead on the subgroup for dead. Mm -hmm. That man needs to be fired. Um, Newbie Gaming I'm kidding. I'm brought kidding. up again. From my casual friend's perspective, they've been able to do Dead of the Night easily compared to SOE. Um, that's a cherry pick if I ever heard one. Yeah, SOE is one of the most fucking complicated maps with the beasts. You can't up, um, uh, open anything unless you really understand them. I, but then again, you you go up to it, right? It's glowing fires all throughout. Eventually, you're going to be like, oh, I wonder what this is. You turn into that, and they literally glow to tell you where to go places. But it's I definitely think it's probably more complicated to the casual on SOE than... But not to Dead of Night, though. Still not Dead of the Night. I, I can't... It's it's not... Oh. The, it's, it's actually... It's less about the number of, like, steps and how obvious those steps are. Mm-hmm. And more about the and more about the randomness, actually. Yeah, I think it's the randomness that's the problem. Yeah, where there's you know that, so many that, locations that, that that the that the vases are in one of nine locations, and yeah. then the the pa the painting could be in one of four locations, or yeah. then the the part for this specific thing is in one of three, and it just adds up to suddenly you're remembering like fifty different locations. Yeah. Whereas, like with with with, sh with shadows, I always know where the rituals are. Yep, and I always know what I need to do, like where I need to do the specific things with the beasts. Like, there's a there's a lot involved in shadows. Absolutely, and it's definitely difficult. But it's I definitely it's give them that. It's predictable and exactly the same every time. So now, does that for the and counter it becomes, argument? It, but it becomes muscle memory. Yeah, and as soon as it becomes true. random. As soon as it becomes random, then it's a lot harder to turn into muscle memory. Yes. Now, that comes to the argument, does that hurt replayability? Do, do, is it better for replayability, Dead of the Night, because things aren't in the same location, and SOE is boring because you just do the same thing every time to set up? You have to do the exact same thing every damn game to set up SOE. Or no. Okay, why? Because Chopper was just on here last week calling Shadows a masterpiece. <laughs> okay. No, but it's it's I've never heard somebody say, Oh, you know what my favorite part of building the shield is? I never know where the parts are. Love that. <laughs> Who the hell says that? Yeah. yeah. I you know, I, I've never heard somebody praise game design because of random locations. Whereas, like we've had people on, we we we've talked about this numerous times. A lot of people really like shadows. We had we had yeah. Chopper on here last week praising shadows. Sure. Who the hell ever says? You know what I love about um, Shinonuma? Never knowing where the fucking perks are every time I open a door. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says that. Oh, all right. Um, smart guy who I know has different preferences, and he's also part of the 1% of 1% best players in Zombies. He's up there. He says, isn't Dead of the Night muscle memory, though? No, he's... he says Dead of the Night is muscle memory. Oh. Um... Is. So he's saying it is. So going to five different locations, nine different locations for pots every uh, time. No, I would argue that it's all. everything is always muscle memory. Okay. Even the RNG. But it takes a lot longer for... 
RNG based elements to be committed to muscle memory. Okay. Because you're eventually going to get in the cycle of check spot one, check spot two, check spot three for just one step. Mm. Whereas, like, when it's not random, I always need to just check one spot. So the, the oh. amount of locations I need to commit to muscle memory are smaller. Um, smart guy just fell into Johnny J's trap card because he says everyone praises Origins, which is an RNG fest. Oh, I, I know the one guy that most certainly does not praise Origins. He's the guy in this call. Yeah, you're like the most fucking overrated map of all time. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I don't know there. I don't even know if I consider Origins that RNG. What what about our origins is RNG? Um, okay, so the robots so for the are we talking Easter egg or are we talking gameplay? No, now, I'm right? not talking. I'm I'm actually I'm specifically not talking Easter egg. So yeah, um, let's specifically focus on gameplay at the moment because that's yeah. what we were complaining about, or at least so criticizing it's, it's, of Dead of the Night. It's origin. Here's here's kind of the thing <laughs> about right origins. Right. You know, I so I I want to I want to build the wind staff, so I got to get yeah. under the robots' feet. Yeah. Well, I could see the fucking robots coming from a mile away. So I know, you know, like, oh, robots coming or robots not far from me. Let me peek under its foot real fast. Mm -hmm. So it's random and it's annoying, mm -hmm. but I know what to do, you know? But so then, I don't, I don't, I don't, need to, what don't I don't you know need to, to, what to do in Dead of the Night? Dead of the Night, I don't know where all the parts are and I got to look them up every time. I always know where the robot feet are going to step. Gotcha. Without okay, that's a fair point because in the yeah. game is telling you, you don't have to go outside game to figure out the parts if you don't know where they are. Even yeah, though you can I make always, the argument, search for them. But what if you can't find them? What if you just can't find them in game? That it's, absolutely it's, happens. It's, I'm building. I'm building the ice staff. Now yeah. I know. I know it's going to be a random pile. Yes. But I also know that it's only going to happen when it's snowing. Okay. So just search and for it snowing. I don't need to I don't need to look up a guide for every snow every pile location because they're very plentiful and pretty easy to find. Mm -hmm. You're gonna accidentally walk over some. You know, it's it's not hard. Um the the lightning staff, they're mm -hmm. always in the same locations and you always see yep. them glowing. Okay. Um the what's the fourth one? The fire staff. That one's pretty bullshit. That. I forget the fire staff. Why you got to shoot. You got to shoot. You need a guide for that one. Well, yeah, no, because you, yeah, well, you, you can it's, figure it's, out, it's but it's a cipher it's, to figure out the dots see, and shoot the correct ones. You see? Oh, I, I haven't even gotten to the upgrade yet. Oh, you're um, right. I'm sorry. You shoot the plane, kill the Panzer. Uh, kill the Panzer. You're gonna kill the Panzer anyway. Shoot yeah, the plane. You're gonna get that. Shoot the plane. Eh, see, that's like, that requires a little look. bit of thinking. Yeah, you're gonna be like, what the? Fuck well, that's you got to think. Oh, there's a glowing plane. And then think I'm gonna shoot it, um, which might not be apparent. Um, uh, so, but like I'm not. I'm one. I'm not talking Easter eggs because once you get to Easter eggs, all bets are off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you guys are great, Johnny. I'm reading the one comment. Yeah. Johnny yeah. doesn't know Dead of the Night. You're right. I don't know Dead of the Night. Yeah. Because I never made. I never attempted to learn it. Yeah. And I've done. I've done Dead of the Night a number of times because I've tried it. Yeah, and I just got frustrated and never. I'm not sure yeah, that's I, a good argument. <laughs> yeah, you're only you, proving the know, point. Do you know why I don't know Dead of the Night? Because I decided I don't want to. Yeah, and that's. It's I played Origins a million. So times. So when you guys see a picture of a portrait, I played you, Shadows a million times. You don't know and to like, go find I, the portrait. That's not the argument, right there. See, yeah, that's no, not the, no, argument. the argument. Is I see the portrait, go find the portrait. 
but where is the portrait? Yeah, and we go searching throughout the whole place, and then and, and it's it's like okay, yeah, go find the portrait. You'll find it eventually. Maybe, yeah, but <laughs> maybe, but not only that, but there's like five portraits on the map, and maybe only two of them are actually related to any steps. Mm-hmm. And then those portraits, it's like. Like, why? I'm already find. I've already had to find vases and I've already had to find other shit and fill a soul box at this point. Now it's this yeah. extra step to go find it's, it. It's, it's like I'm on, I'm on, I'm like, I, I'm being strung along. It's like, okay, you want me to find three vases and now you want me to find, now you want me to fill three soul boxes and now you want me to go find a portrait and then I'm going to go find and then I'm going to go, now I got to go find a grandfather clock. Is it, but like, I, I see the Dead of Night fans though would say, but it, it it keeps you going. You press three buttons in Darice, and you just have Pack a Punch open. This actually gives you a quest. Yeah, that's to great. Unlock. I want that. All right. I want to just hit three buttons and have Pack a Punch. Uh huh. Um, I'm telling you, like people, like your casual fan, yeah, does not like these elements. Your casual fan wants three buttons and then Pack a Punch. I, I think this is around gameplay, right? I think there's a much different argument for Easter eggs, and that has its own nuance to it. But I, there, there's I, I, I this is fascinating. I really like how we're getting into the nuance of it all because, uh, we, like even in Origins, right? I and I could I actually I remember having a really hard time finding the portraits. I did. I well, that's just it. I've gone matches I, in games in BO4 where I just say I can't find it, and there's no way to slow the game down. Where I'm just like I'm just not doing that because I literally just can't find it now. I can't. Yeah. I can't figure it out, and I don't know why. I've seen the same damn portrait four times in a row, and until how many times do you look at the guy and you go, oh, of course. Of course it's right there. Yeah. It's obvious. How did I walk by that a million times? When, I, I when fucking, I've been playing BO4, I, I do that all the time. I hate in zombies when I got to have a laptop with me with Milo's tutorials open. Ugh. I agree. And that's, again, not a great... Just play with me, you know? I, I, play with somebody that I don't knows wanna, it. I don't, like, wanna, I don't want to play with you to play a map. I want to be able to play. Yeah. It's a weird balance, right? When you have specialist weapons that allow you to jump into the game, but then that's one of the get-out-of-jail-free cards. Oh, so the game's not challenging anymore. Just like, well, what the hell do you want as fans, right? Well, you want to just jump in and play, but then you you want endless rounds. You you want to be entertained for the entirety. You got to have something to do for higher rounds. You complained for years about this, and so then we gave it you gave you this with Black Ops 4. I'm playing Treyarch's point of view. We give you all this stuff to do, and now you don't want all this stuff to do. What the hell do you want? Do you want nothing to do, or do you want everything to do? I think there's a myth that people want more. Okay. I think that's a myth. Okay. Because I feel like people were pretty satisfied back in Black Ops. Okay. When by round 20, you had everything done mm-hmm. and you were just playing. I think people were pretty satisfied. Okay. Um, you think the hardcore is actually satisfied. no? I don't think ca- uh, just answer what's Mark. I think casual yep. fans also want to have perkaholic on round one. I don't think casual fans are getting perkaholics. Or if they do, they're getting one of them, two of them. Your casual fan is going to get one perkaholic, maybe two of them. And actually might not even use them. Yeah. Because of the psychology of, well, I have one left. I don't want to waste it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and furthermore, I think actually... they, they probably wouldn't even know about dashboarding either to keep a perkaholic. But yeah, I think he, he might be arguing about... the idea that maybe they just want it easy. A casual fan wants the game to be easy. And there are fans that want it to be challenging. And there, there is no, definitely something to think, that. I don't think they want it easy, but they don't want it complex. And there's a difference between easy and complex. Because okay. Dead of the Night is easy, but it's complex. Interesting. 
Um, whereas like, like Kino, if you're bad at zombies, you're probably also a casual player, mm. so it won't be easy anyway. You know. BT brings up there needs to be a balance between difficulty and sizes in games. It's why more people forgive Origins and Chat and Shadows rather than Dead of the Night. Um, interesting idea i think one of the things that i argue about with uh origins to get back to one of smart's uh counterpoints earlier is you you have the robot coming right but fucking jesus it's on the opposite side of the map rng be damned i'm gonna sit here for three more freaking minutes to see this asshole robot walk by again so i can get my wind staff there there's not a good take the tank oh great i'll be there in 20 minutes i think that's a map that really suffers at times if you're at church and you got to get to bunker side screw you you're not you're not getting it you're not getting it now does that add to the map is that back to punishing maps remember how uh jason and treyarch said that back in jimmy z era the maps were actively like fighting against you shang was trying to hurt you the maps were trying to get you is that that theory of design or is it just origins having poor transportation because transit had some of the worst transportation in all call of duty zombies you mean tell me random teleporters was not fun (laughs) Oh, yeah. Or running through the fog with constant screeching in your ears and raking across your HUD isn't a good idea. Or waiting on dumbass elevators or one-time use keys isn't a good way to get around a map. Yeah, I'm very strong about how bad the transportation was. Those those one-time use keys are the same reason why I don't think casual players use Perkaholic. Did Did you ever use the key? Uh, Very rarely. I did use them, but to your point, very rarely, very, very because you rarely. Because you only had one of them. Yeah, and then you'd have to go all the way back around. Or no, you had to jump. You had to build a flipper yeah. and jump back. Yeah. It just it wasn't worth it. Whereas, as a casual player, might just accidentally get one or two perkaholics just by them playing and then flipping the machine. Yeah, and I don't like the idea of us constantly saying casual players. I feel like we should qualify it because it almost feels like a straw man to me the more we say it. Like the casual player. Well, what the fuck do we know about being casual players? You more than me, though. To be fair, I am not a casual player. No, what I know I about when I know about casual players is from what I've just seen and read. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have your friends ago. at college, which helps a lot. Not yet. Like you know, I've played with a lot of casual people, and also like I've read like go go on Reddit, go like but go to go to forums that aren't COD zombies because mm-hmm. the people in R slash COD zombies are big zombies fans anyway. Yeah. Go find go find context in which people are talking about zombies outside the zombies community. Yep. And you will you will see a lot of sentiments, and I've seen this a lot on Reddit, of people talking about how great it was in Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2, how they don't like Black Ops 3 and they don't like Black Ops 4 because there's too much. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do stuff. That's fair. That's a very fair point. Um, smart, mm-hmm. continue the conversation because I want to make sure to give him a voice since we've taken his and given it a, a megaphone here on the show. Imagine digging up all the uh, dig sites, not on a snow round as well. So when it snows, oh, I can't get the piece. Yeah, definitely punishes. Yeah, but but you might not know you're doing that. So you just might think you're getting bad luck. Oh, shit. What do you agree with? Actually, if that's it's not actually about kind of... if it's it's what they want. Oh, I okay. That's when I was saying the thing about um, what it would the... when I was Treyarch's point of view. Gotcha. Okay. For the dig for the dig sites that's definitely happened and when the map was new before i realized that you had to wait to snowing mm-hmm. i definitely had that issue where i was popping up dig sites and getting nothing and be like geez what the heck's going on here mm-hmm. but then eventually it's going to snow again and you'll figure it out 
And you might not like, know all the dig sites, too, so you might accidentally just out of pure, against yeah. your own stupidity, the game's going to end up giving you, you one. You, you, could, you could, you the reason why I think this is less of an issue is that you can actually completely accidentally build the ice staff. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. You're not accidentally opening You will points. never accidentally build Alistair's Folly. Yeah. There's no way. There's absolutely no no way. Well, uh, no, no, no. Alistair's Folly, yes. Pack-a-punch. Okay. Because you can just yeah, keep trying. You might go up and click one button and hit it, and that's the code. And you might be like, "Oh, I got this." Yeah, that's amazing. You might, you might though, accidentally just dig your way to the ice staff. Yeah, that's at a least very, the ice staff parts. That's definitely happened. That definitely happened on release. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So as many times as you dig in the in the rain and get nothing, mm -hmm. there's just as many times as you're just casually digging in the snow and get everything. Um, by the way, online 420x. Good to see you. Long time no see. I used to be a map maker. I don't know if you still do it or not, but it's good to see you in here. Um, it's an interesting conversation, and th there is that line. And I, I, I mean, if you do take that perspective of people were content when it was simpler, and casuals liked it when it was simpler, uh, I, I, I only worry is that too much painted with rose tinted glasses. Is that? Yeah, there's definitely nostalgia at work. Uh, and Ricky, that isn't true. Not true. A dig site will spawn for the snow. That's not true. If you dig everything up the round before, if you dig everything up a couple rounds before, they will spawn during snow rounds. Yeah. But it all depends on which round you're you're digging. I just think with the snow, every for every time you've dug in the rain, not knowing what you're doing, mm -hmm. you also probably dug in the snow, not knowing what you're doing. No casual will get the power on in transit. That's just so untrue, though. At college, I had friends of mine that adored Transit. They said it was their yeah, favorite well, map, and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, it's the worst map ever. They're like, dude, the bus? Party on the bus! I'm like, who is this? What? what? This also, was so different from my experience. And Also, Pack-a-Punch, I agree. Power, they will, I don't Here's agree. the thing. Casual fans will and are willing to go and look up guides and look up tutorials. Okay. But they only need to watch those tutorial once, and then they know it. It's like riding a bike, you know? Okay. Oh, yeah. Just go to the third stop, turn on power. Yeah. Versus... Like, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch locations. I'm gonna watch a how to turn on the power. Now, every time I know, the power site is how I do it, and I just grab three parts and throw them on there, you know? And three parts are relatively in the same spot. They're, well, they're in the same building. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I'm, now I want to test this. If you don't have an ice staff part, one dig site will always spawn in during a snow round. I don't know, but I I may that would be crazy if that's true. I think some I that needs um, to be tested if that doesn't sound right yeah, to but me. Sorry. But so can't. you'll you'll figure it out or you'll look up a guide. Oh he meant pack a punch, you'll, yeah. You'll always know it. I can't get pack a punch open. God damn. Um, pack a punch. <laughs> that map pack a punch oh, on transit. Fucking bullshit. One, it's incredibly frustrating because like the amount of times I've sat down a trampolstein and seen the door shut. Uh wind turbine. You said yeah, trampoline. I've sat down I've set down a turbine and seeing the door shut is like mm -hmm. frustrating. Mm -hmm. But that's also another one of those. You'll watch a tutorial once and you'll never forget it. Yeah. You'll go to place it there and then go to the town and blow up the bank door mm -hmm. and you're in. You'll okay. you like, whereas like, I think I might need until I've done it like five or six times, I might need a guide for dead of the night up every time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Smart guy won't. 
because Snark Guy's done it a bunch, and Smart Guy's also like a zombies extraordinaire. He's a, he, he is. He absolutely is. I mean, the way um, he has how many world records on Easter egg speedruns? He gets muscle memory. He has a type of play style that goes to high rounds. He doesn't have to buy plasma because the dude earned bazillions yeah. of it. It's I, it's a matter of how easy that muscle memory. How like how how much you actually have to work to put that muscle memory in place. Mm-hmm. And that might be more fun for players, though. It might be more fun to work that muscle, that that muscle memory, to work that part of their brain that says, I got to remember all the locations. I got to go through these things every time. And that might be rewarding for uh, the grind they enjoy going on. And that's, pro- again, I think that's why it resonates with people who like Black Ops 4 Zombies. I think that's very much the play style they enjoy is, is that type of loop versus the loop we had. And I think that's another part of the layer of the issue is that we come from a different play style. So it's going to clash. We knew a different way. We knew we experienced something different and we're like, they the same and I don't like it. And that's going to clash with people that are just coming in or that have that different preference that were like, I didn't like zombies back in the day, but this is great. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a rough conversation. All right, torture path, the uh, boat. We didn't talk about what we thought about the boat. <laughs> we well, we've, we've we've said a lot about the yeah. boat. Um, yeah. What, what's your final thoughts on the boat? And then we get to uh, beneath the ice. I like the boat. Um, mm-hmm. It's a tight map. I think it got a little too hectic at the end. Yep. Because we died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because we got maybe Maybe if we did it a second time and remembered that we had um, Jack in the boxes, yeah. that actually wouldn't be a bad idea. If the game, if the game said to itself, "Well, we know we're putting you in a tight area, so we're going to be a lot more liberal with Jack in the boxes," mm-hmm. that's a good answer to that. Um, but I don't know if that was the case. That's where remember. we got Jack. Well, that's actually that's where we. That's the only map that we got Jack in the boxes. That might actually exactly be what was going. On. I did get Jack in boxes on beneath the ice. Oh, I didn't. Because remember, uh, I, I go, oh, God, we had Jack and Bond just because it gave me one. That's why I remembered. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would that would have been a good map to be pretty liberal with the Jack in the Box. I agree. I agree, though. The last one. Um, Beneath the Ice. Total just, like, reuse of the Frozen Dawn or yeah. sneak peek of the Frozen Dawn. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. It is the sneak peek to the finale. Yeah. Um, which isn't actually a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's a little little teaser we get there. Mm-hmm. It's um that one to me felt the most arena like because it was just a circle with an arena in the middle. I'm reading smart guys. I'm not sure how much because he did visit them. This is uh, helpful. I'm not sure how much of the torture path y'all talked about before. I missed, but when they visited them, but when I visited them during that, I remember them telling me that during DLC maps they design around those who still play more. So they play with ideas for more hardcore players. Oh, I do remember this. That was constantly talked about on streams because the player base goes down over time for zombie yeah. DLC maps. So they were specifically tailoring it towards certain specific play styles. That's that's thank you for sharing that perspective, Smart Guy. That's very helpful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good to know when trying to contextualize this retrospective of uh, the tortured path along with everything else we've talked about today. But yeah, so they 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 all do have a different play style. That's for sure. I agree. I, I like this when you getting the sword is really dope on uh, the Frozen Dawn map. Mm-hmm. Mm, it is beneath um, the ice. I really, really like getting the sword. We didn't get to do that in our game, but it's I didn't like the I didn't like the boss on that one. 
I feel like he was programmed differently. Can anybody in chat, has, have you played Beneath the Ice recently? He felt, or I just might be remembering differently, but he he felt like he was so different. He just constantly rushed you and was beating down. Where I remember in the past, I feel like there was so much shoot. He was up top and you were shooting him up top. And then when he's on the ground, he, like I thought Lucky Crits did so much more damage to him, but he's such a bullet sponge. I don't... It just seemed well, off to, to me. I was starting to feel frustrated when I was putting a lot of damage into him. Like, I got him down to half health. Mm -hmm. And then I was actually really low on ammo. Yeah. And he re-healed himself. And yeah. And then he healed himself. And I was just like, well, fuck. If, yeah. Like, if he's going to keep healing himself, and I'm already low on ammo, like, we're we're, like, we're just not going to do this. Yep. Like, there's, there's no way. Yeah, because there's a timer. The nice challenge timer is ticking in the corner for you to complete this round with the boss. If you don't do it in four mm. minutes or five minutes, you're done. Yeah, well, I hate boss timers. COD Mobile did that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did. Like, there were a couple There were a couple games I played where we just weren't killing the boss fast enough. And mm -hmm. we knew we weren't going to kill him in time. And that's just, it's such a hopeless feeling. Nope, that's the boss. All right, yeah, that's the like, boss. Like, should, I, should I should never feel completely hopeless in a boss fight. I do remember shooting his healers, right? That's immediately what I remember was shooting the healers. But apparently he just does run around and uh, body slam you. I just don't remember taking that damage. I must have been always the guy when playing the Tortured Path he wasn't going after. Because it just seems so different. I don't even remember seeing the guy in when I was playing in the past. And actually seeing his face as he beats the life out of me. That was different. Yeah, let me jump to the gameplay of that. I just think that I should never have went through a boss fight. Feel like no matter what I do, I won't be able to win. Like there's just not enough time in the timer. Uh -huh. I, I can feel in a boss fight that wow, this guy's really strong, and there's no way I survive. Mm -hmm. Like he's gonna kill me, because then maybe eventually I'll get better or I'll learn the tricks to survive. Mm. But if I'm if I'm out there with like five minutes left on the timer, but he's got a good like ten minutes left of health, I need to clear out. Mm -hmm. Then I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah, I'm just spinning the wheels. Yeah, so that's that's a little annoying. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't a huge fan of that. I did like the crossbow. I was, you know, I was having yeah. fun being a Hawkeye. Dude, I, I like seeing like... the crossbow. I think it was extremely engaging. I think the weapon selection in World War II Zombies has a lot of merit to it. I want I want to play more before I give a definitive discussion about it. But I, I'm going to start playing a lot more World War II Zombies on streams, revisiting it and really give a good look at what their weapon selection was, because they added, I believe you guys can correct me in chat, but I, I heard the argument early on uh, that Black Ops 4, about six months in, released less weapons during that season than at the exact same time World War II did during their after season. So like from October 14th, I don't remember the day it came out, October 14th when Black Ops 4 came out, and the, at that day four, World War II was already out for a year and a half, World War II was still releasing weapons into the world war ii cycle and i think that is something really amazing to see that still went into the zombie mode and I, I i felt the growth i felt nostalgia for world war ii zombies of stuff i wanted to play i was like i actually want to get into playing world war ii zombies when i was playing with john i thought that's insane it's game changing game changing all right topic time topic time uh silver the hedgehog says uh have you guys tried out red dead 2 or seen videos of it what'd you think uh, i sat down with my dad and my dad my dad we literally bought the game for my dad he's like i want the cowboy game and we're like you don't play video games today. he's like give me the cowboy like, game. i want to be a cowboy yep so we sat down the other day playing it on our uh television and i recorded it just for me i'll never post any of it but we're sitting there and seeing my dad try and figure out a controller the analog sticks are very difficult 
Um, he died immediately in the opening of it, so then he gave it over to me, and I did like one headshot immediately with the character in like the very opening tutorial mode, and he just starts cheering and yelling. He's like, "Oh man, I can't wait! To, I got practice like you. I want to be a cowboy like this every day." I think the game's if it can even hit my dad, I mean the game looks amazing. I didn't play through it all still. I need to. I know it's a great game, great reviews and all that, but um I never got around to playing through Red Dead Redemption 2. But it looks from the little I have played of it and the little I have seen of it looks like a great game. Mm-hmm. I've seen my roommate play it. Uh that's my experience with it. Three uh, rifles. Wait, wait. Three rifles, four FM F mm, SMGs. Two LMGs, two snipers have been added since Black Ops 4. Wow. That's a lot. That's well, a lot. some go back in time, like some games never got new weapons like Black Ops. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nathan G says, what features or mechanics of Modern Warfare would you like to see in COD? They're back in COD this year. Does Modern Warfare have features I want back? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I, opening and closing doors in multiplayer that is fun i do like that i do like the yeah. door closing i do like that yeah I, I don't know i haven't played enough modern warfare i didn't fall in love with modern warfare so mm-hmm. um caboose 501 says what are you looking forward to when the world gets back to normal uh sports yeah yeah definitely sports i just want to just be able to go out again i miss being able just to go out just go out to eat even though i can't eat anyway but I just, I just, I would go and order plain chicken somewhere and just be around people. Or go to a bar and just, just sit there with my friends and catch up. I really miss that. I really miss hanging out with my friends. Yeah. It's not the same um, over Discord. Caboose also asks, are there any plot points you wish were explored in more zombies games? Fucking tired of zombie plots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. I, I I don't know. It's like I'm jaded at this point. There was plenty of things they did. They they answered a bunch of questions we never asked, which was great in yeah. Black Ops Four. And then there's just a bunch of things like why well, set up Gersh and Peter and all that stuff, and then do nothing and end the series. It's just like mind numbing to me to to introduce Peter and, and Gersh and Groff back into this and just do nothing with them. It's like I feel like there were so many loose plot points and so many hanging threads that. Yeah. Every time they answered one, it felt like you were answering a question we didn't ask. Yep. You know. Yeah, and then starting a whole was, new. You. It was just so. Thread. There were just so many that like you answered one, but it's like okay, well, what about these other ten? Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I don't think you could actually. I don't think you could actually meaningfully go through all the loose threads and answer them. Um, but my buddy Hunter says Reed doesn't want the quarantine to end because we play D and D easily. Very true. And, you know, fun point by Smart Guy, it starts to get into killing floor territory. Imagine how that would change zombies if you can open and close doors. Now you're building your maps open to for certain camping strategies and stuff like that. That's that's yeah. classic COD, but then I wonder, is it are we now going more killing floor route where you then like try and close like I forget what it, what is it called when they con- like they use a blowtorch to seal the door. I guess sealing the door is, is what it is. Welding it shut. Welding it shut. That's it. Definitely. You could weld the door shut in Killing Floor 1 and 2. I, I, maybe. Maybe maybe that is a gameplay thing. I, I think that is that is a big fundamental change if you can open and close doors on zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe E. or Mr. Berger says, Hello, gentlemen. Hope you're having a wonderful day. 
card last week. You guys talking about the Bioshock series. I want to play Infinite. Um, oh, yeah, baby. After that particular one being brought up constantly in Zombras in various episodes. But I figure I need to play the first two beforehand. Yeah, Long story short, not particularly enjoying the first one about five to seven hours in. How important are the first two to understanding Infinite? The answer is not at all. No. I've never played the first two. I've only played Infinite. I would say play through the first one all the way. It, it, it'll get better. If, if he does, doesn't enjoy the first, will he enjoy Infinite? Yes. Yeah, uh, Infinite's like more action oriented. It's like the Resident Evil Three, where people are like, eh, "RE Five and Six are too much shooting," and it's like, "Yep, yeah, well, they're no longer survival horrors; they're action horrors." So there you go. So he might, yeah. if he hates the playstyle of the original, um, it it improves a lot by Infinite. There's plenty like the pipe system and the hacking system is utter garbage in uh, Bioshock One. There's tons of flaws in Bioshock One. But it's the narrative is what really gets people turned on about it. And I think you might enjoy it. Then again, you might hate it even more. Uh, but if you play through the DLCs of Infinite, it only matters with one. You, you'll get a lot more out of one if you play through the DLCs of Infinite. Get a lot more out of the DLCs of Infinite if you play through one. You don't even have to touch two. I love two. I adore two. I started Bio playing Bioshock on two. So it's. I think it has the Call of Duty effect. Whatever your first COD is, you have a instant nostalgia and love for it. Because it's your first time getting the the drug of the system uh victor disaster says hey john reed i hope that all is well with the both of you two is in the next track installment what kind of improvements you want to see in the easter egg how do they make them more challenging and make them less tedious um also more importantly how do they handle the staleness of a player sitting of one player sitting in the back seat needing to hold a zombie while everyone does the steps um how do you involve everyone in the process Oh, I have quick thoughts off my mind there. Uh, logic-based. It has to be logic-based. It's How many times does a step feel a lot better when it's rooted in logic? Bring back crawlers, a way to slow down the game. The reason a player loses out on participating in the quest is some asshole has to train a zombie around. That's not fun for anybody. Nobody wants to be the jerk sitting in a corner doing nothing over and over again while everybody else screws up doing the Easter egg when they could be contributing. So get the players back in some way to slow the game down during these Easter egg steps. Follow logical Easter egg steps. Not for You're not trying to see how long it takes us to unlock it, but how good a journey you can make the Easter egg as we unlock it. Uh, Ancient Evil is a great example of the steps felt logical up to the ballista, right? Everything always had this little bit of... Oh, yeah, if I do this, it, it makes sense to this. Shangri-La, you had the characters talking and giving hints to what the next step is, actually being active participants. You, the player, was just as much an active participant in the logical puzzle as the characters in-game. That is what's much better than in Revelations. Fucking reels are popping out of buttholes inside the Apothecon. Black holes are shooting out reels after sucking in a zombie. Bones are appearing out of stones. And the characters are mute during all this. No one's like, where did that come from? They're just like, absolutely, we're doing it. We're fighting the Shadow Man. None of it makes any fucking sense in Revelations. I will hammer home that's where logic really starts to be like a oh, fucking hell Mary. Who cares? Just you did things and you couldn't solve the Easter egg fast enough. Ha 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 ha. It was fun watching you guys stream it for a week and a half. I agree. Um, and, and, and there's obviously a limit. Chemistry is logic based. Black Diamond said, and that's attack is a radioactive thing. That's where you get into tedious. When it goes too far, it's like, okay, kids, bring out your mathematic tables and write an algorithm to solve the Easter egg. It's like, keep it in game. 
That's the last caveat. Keep it. Can I figure it out? Like in Buried, you could manually just figure out the ciphers when on the blacksmith shop because you could just count the letters and be like, okay, I need to punch these three signs. I didn't need to know how to actually crack the code there. Keep it in game. Keep as much of the logic rooted in game so I don't have to watch a 50-minute tutorial, so I don't have to have a go-ride Krovi pipe solver, so I don't have to go to cronorium.com. I would agree. That's my suggestion. Captain Murphy says, quick question, are the origin staff gramophone records compositions or existing songs? Uh, original compositions or existing songs? I thought they were existing songs. I'm not sure. It says, also, fun fact, the transit loading screen music was influenced by the song Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny. I believe everything. Everything in Zombies is influenced by something else, some sort of media. By far, every time you go there, you we, every time we have had the privilege of going to Treyarch, the developers tell you their inspirations and what they're going for from this movie, this game, this book, this novel, uh, all sorts of imagery. This artwork, for God's sakes, influences how the games are made. So absolutely. Yeah, of course I believe that. Magna Collider 15 says, uh, I can see John like in A Few Good Men with Jason on the stand for Dead of the Night. Uh, did you order the code red, Blundell? Did you? Uh, and he says, I don't know about most of the community and how you feel, but the thing of Black Ops 4 that frustrates me is mostly doing Easter eggs solo. And why mm -hmm. I feel it's much harder than in any game is that zombies are just too fast, too strong by the late 20s. And I feel that hurts the overall fun, quality, or motivation. Mm -hmm. At least to do those Easter eggs solo, you find yourself swarmed and overwhelmed much earlier on and often. I hope they go back to Easter eggs more like a Black Ops 3 that were less that way. I would agree. Oh. Wholeheartedly, I just ran nine the other day. You can see what a shitstorm the nine Easter egg I ran. John, John, how long has it been since this fucking game released? 2018, right? Yeah, I'm the first person whenever we are in launch. Okay, yeah, I am. I fucking am. All right, I'm sticking to this. I always. When we do an Easter egg at launch, I go, it's probably, it's not glitched. Because I know when I'm in my parties, people go, oh, it's glitched. The game glitched out. I so rarely experience glitches in Easter eggs, minus Die Rice. And that's one of the reasons why I hate Die Rice so much. And that's why we put heads on it. I never experience glitches uh, to the level most people do. And when we're doing something wrong in Easter egg, I don't know how many times people are like, it's glitched, it's glitched, it's glitched. It's like, you're doing it out of order. No, you're not doing the steps correctly. You don't understand the step yet. It's been out for eight hours. It can't be glitched. The raw step fucking glitched on me. I, 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 And this is a glitch that has been there since day one. And it, it's such an aggravating... I need to vent on the show about this. It's such an mm -hmm. aggravating glitch because Catalyst zombies are hitting you all the time. And you and I completely feel that with solo players. It's just like, screw you. Black Ops 4 says screw you to solo players trying to do Easter eggs. If you have anything you need to do for a second to focus, the game's like, fuck you. All right? No. We're throwing in the zombies are so fast when it comes to it. There's definitely been sprinters before, but you, there were opportunities to slow the game down. Always, the catalysts are overwhelming. The chaotic zombies are overwhelming. I'm during the raw step where I have to kill the correct order of catalyst zombies, right? I kill yeah. two of them, and I see I see a gas zombie running I, at me. He's going to explode at me. He's going to ruin it. I don't want that to happen. I get caught in a corner. I feel screwed. A nuke drops. Power-ups are still active during this. Dope. I hit the nuke. My dying wish is going off. It kills everything. Zombies spawn in. I'm not seeing any catalysts. Five minutes go by. Reed's denying it. I'm like, there's no fucking way this game glitched. The game doesn't glitch. Ten minutes later, 
still no no catalyst zombies. I'm running out of all my ammo on everything, and I'm I'm in the denial phase and going through the five stages of grief. Fifteen minutes in, I'm like, holy shit! Because I'm now stuck in raw as well. Because during that step, you can't leave the raw tower, so I have yeah. barriers up. I can't leave. I'm stuck with two symbols and no catalyst spawn. It's it's just like infuriating to be like. At no point in the game's code do they ever stop spawning. Ever. Catalyst zombies. I can't even fail it to restart. But if I kill them all with a nuke during the raw step, then they have one-time lives, one-time spawn rates into the map, and they won't respawn in because they don't want more than one spawning in during the step. I get it. But it's like... Holy shit, is this such a punch in the dick in this far into the Easter egg? What do you... And it's unlimited spawning zombies. The rounds won't even change. It was just like, how is this still a glitch? I'm dying. And that, again, leading up to that, I am agitated so much on the solo steps of the nine Easter egg, just having zombies hitting me. Just, hey, hey, hey. It's like, no, fuck, please. I just want to do something. I just want to... Please, I just want to look for a skull. And I can't look for the skull inside Pack-A-Punch because they are sprinting at me at round nine as fast as possible, just below Super Sprinters. And one last thing, John, I got the Death of Orion early out of the box, right? And then I, yeah. I went down with Mule Kick, so I lost it. So I said, I'll, I'll finish the quest. I was halfway through the quest to give you a free Death of Orion. I think it's a great thing that they had the Death of Orion so and the Kraken, right? So you can just have a quest. You can get the gun without having RNG impact the Easter egg. Solid idea. I poison the box. I open the box. I do the holy straight correctly. They give me the swordfish. I'm like, oh, I was unaware that if you get it naturally out of the box, that quest doesn't fucking matter. It just doesn't work. It's like, why? So, yeah, I might try nine again sometime and just if I ever want to step on glass. What else yeah, is what's the next I, step? I would let yourself calm down before that. Um go. to actually answer the uh the question. Yeah, yeah, go for that. Um absolutely in the sense of like especially when you're doing an Easter egg or you're doing something that you have to follow steps because you don't know them. Yeah. I.e. in dead of the night. Yep. The rounds seem to go by much faster because you're not being efficient, you're not doing you're doing like one step around. Mm -hmm. And then when you throw in soul boxes where you have to then like if you if you like if you do a couple steps and then you run into a soul box, but then you have to start the next round, mm -hmm. you know, like that absolutely sometimes like when you're just following one of those guides and you don't really know what the upcoming steps are, you can easily find yourself launched into like the 20s by the time you have it like set. And then some steps where they're requiring you defend areas you don't want to defend late in the game. You know, like, and you also 20. have to nine you have to wait two to three rounds for shit to cool off or be made mm -hmm. it's round fucking 30 by the time you're at raw yeah so, so keep going so that was that was topic time okay um streamlabs donations we had a very very generous i think people were like the dead of the night hot topic excuse me Mr. Drown73, every week. It's so good to see you, Mr. Drown. Pardon me. God, shut up, Reed. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hope all is well. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a wonderful day. You too, Mr. Drown, and to everybody watching who stuck through this podcast so far. Thank you so much. 
Vegetable donates. He says, hey, fellas, hope you're doing well. Long time no see to Vegetable. He used to be an active donator on Zombro episodes as well. It's great to see you again, and I hope you're doing well. Uh, Akimbo Middle Fingers donates $2. Um, Reed, you still watch baseball? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I very much. I, I fell out with the Yankees for a while because the Yankees were really crap, but I went back and watched a lot of the really interesting baseball that happened between 2013 and uh, 2016. I was really into college, and I was so I fell out of love with baseball for a while, but then I got back into it again. And uh, last year, I was very much into it. The season where the Yankees almost went to the World Series when they shouldn't have, when there was a bunch of rookies, adored that. One of my favorite memories was calling my dad or go. Um, like I'd be watching it at the bar and I'd be calling my dad and we'd be texting and giving updates and something crazy would happen. Like they'd hit a walk off home run or we'd be going back and forth. Awesome memories. And we, and I'm, I've been keeping up with the season. It's interesting. Like John, you talked about sports. They're talking about starting in July and playing in empty stadiums or the Arizona league. It's going to be so strange to see this like shortened season. Is it going to be like a 60 game season? Are we still going to play a world series? Are we going to play in Christmas? A lot of really interesting things are going to happen in sports that sort of make it fun to think about. It's almost like a Mario baseball or, or you know, like a Mario game, which is like they're playing in the wrong stadiums and the rules seem weird. And like, this isn't right. It's all, it's all, did you change everything? I think that could be a lot of fun for sports coming up. I think baseball fans, and baseball purists would hate me if I said that baseball could probably actually gain a lot if they just did like an 80 game season. I think owners would hate you because they do, they make so much money. It, that's why they have oh. so many games. It's just a money thing. But I feel yeah, you. I, I feel you. Like, do you, you got to play 160 games? Fuck I no. don't think so. But you know how many millions in revenue they get from doubling that? It's, it's stupid. Um, it's stupid. But I, it would be so much like that's why the NFL is so good. Every game matters. Every freaking game yeah. matters. Baseball's like, ah, fucking tune in in like September, maybe. You can you can very, very casually watch baseball and follow baseball. You don't have to watch. Yeah. You can follow and not watch the games. Completely. Um, baseball's a long way to go and, to improve. They have, it's been rough. There's interesting changes coming. Like, to talk about playing the NBA in the summer, which a lot of people have been pushing for NBA to be a summer thing anyway. Cool. For a long time, because it would... It would basically own the summer. Basically, yeah. you run you run the NBA right up until you start it. You start at Christmas and up to the NFL preseason. Starting in September, you you let you let the NFL own the fall, mm -hmm. and the NBA would own the summer because it is a completely different demographic than baseball anyway. Yeah. Oh God. And uh, NBA has become second most popular sport in America. Yeah. Soccer third in America. America. And NFL, I'm pretty sure, is one. Baseball uh, used to be a pastime. I wouldn't, I wouldn't soccer call sport? soccer third. No. No. You think? I'm telling you, baseball uh, really has hit the fan with ratings. It is. I know not baseball. Done well. Baseball. It's all is, old men. The demographics all 50 year old white men. Baseball is a really old sport. Soccer, soccer performs best in young demographics. Mm -hmm. Soccer's not there yet. It's okay. also very, it's also very disjointed. Okay. Because you have, you have, you have like Premier League fans. Yeah. And then you have. Then you have like a lot of people who are fans of like League MX who are well, you just really you just have a lot of Mexican Americans who are fans of League MX because that's the Mexican league. Gotcha. Then you have you have like MLS fans like myself. It's a very disjointed. Mm. Whereas like if you're a basketball <laughs> fan, you're an NBA fan. And I'll say every NFL game matters in comparison to how games matter in MLB baseball. Yes, there's teams that suck, and you know they're three and eight, they're already out of it. So there's something to be said about baseball allows teams to get back into it. But let me tell uh, you, to, it's to newbie saying NBA would be an issue in the summer 
Hartford because of Olympics. Uh, not really, because Olympic basketball doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, and, and half the time they don't like, even do the Olympic team. And they got the Olympic, rid of basketball for a while, too. The Olympic, like, teams don't even, like, the best players don't even go play in the Olympics. Yeah. And, yeah, so, yeah, we all know uh, football, soccer is the most watched sport worldwide. That is, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. More donations. We could talk sports all day, I guarantee it. Uh, Ricky Hall, donate. You guys are great. Johnny just has no dead of the night. And then he said, hard, hard. Had dead of the night at launch, everyone would know it. Had dead of the been at launch, everyone would know it. Oof. I disagree. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, you're a fan of dead of the night. There's nothing wrong with that. There really is nothing wrong with that. We were just bringing up criticisms of the game mode. Got that, got that. Lord Corporal! Corporal! You guys deserve more than this. Uh, oh, well, you're fine. Was there a COD Zombies you missed out on completely due to circumstances? Sadly for me, it was the height of BO4 during my hardest year of university. Um, no, I've always prioritized it only because there was financial incentive for it in me, and uh, I cared a lot about the storyline and the game modes. Uh, I believe I've played every single Zombies map. I've completed almost every single Easter egg, and I've completed almost every single boss fight. I haven't beat Mephistopheles, and Easter egg wise, I didn't do extinction. I haven't done those. I haven't completed all the extinction maps. I haven't done a lot of things, but I've got extinction on you. Yes, you so do. Suck it. Yeah. Do you, I feel like you've missed stuff. You like, oh, torture path. I, <laughs> yeah, I haven't played torture path, and I still haven't played Shaolin. Not missing anything. <laughs> you flip. Those are great maps to skip. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't believe there's a single launch I didn't really get to play too much. Bob, Mob of the Dead was actually one of the launches. I was so much with base youth baseball back in the day, 16 and under or whatever. I didn't get to play a lot of uh, Mob of the Dead. Uh, a lot of Mob. Yeah, not me. Isaac donates. He says, I wanted to say that I love BO4 and start it in World of War. For me personally, I still love older maps a lot, but over time I wanted more to do while I played zombies. So having a choice of doing a lot or nothing in maps is nice to have. Okay. It's a fair opinion. Uh, Lord Corporal, again, I meant BO3 is my last. B, I meant BO3 in my last donation. Also, are you guys... Oh, he missed BO3. Are you guys at the point of self-quarantine where you realize, oh my god, I need a haircut? Uh, I just yellowed and did it myself. I'm getting there. I'm getting My there. hair is getting very long. Hence the hats. <laughs> uh, I hate it when it's on the sides and I have such bad cowlicks. Oh yeah, John. Oh man. I feel you. That's long. How do I make myself bigger so I can even see what I look like? Yeah. It changed it now. I've played now. smart. I've played them. I've never beaten them. Yeah, my hair's getting very long. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually was looking at my dog and I'm worried because the groomers are shut down and I normally get uh, I get a groomed once a month. And I don't she's very sensitive about her paws and they do a great job of being able to cut the nails. And I'm I'm actually worried about that. I really don't want to cut I her think nails. You're muted, Reed. On stream? Nope, there we go. I unmuted you. I accidentally <laughs> <laughs> there we go alright yeah I did the first extinction map to be fair too but I never beat any of the other bosses in the extinction modes and I never beat meth I've been to meth multiple times but I never beat beat them <laughs> carry me through meth we'll see okay well that's all the donations we have for this week um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this lively discussion of the tortured path and a lot of the zombie mechanics and uh, dead of the night that's for damn sure uh 
we are on iTunes and Spotify, so you can always hear the audio renditions of these podcasts on there. We have a Patreon page if you want to support this show and make sure it keeps going. Head over there, support a tier. We keep the tiers relatively low, and we charge on a per-show basis, so we only hit you at a max four times a month. You get access to bonus shows and custom zombie gameplay when we play it, and uh, you can participate in Topic Time that we directly talk about at the end of the show. I have a poster sale selling Resident Evil posters right now, Resident Evil 3 posters, so you can go over to my website to check that out. And we will have uh, more main fame episodes and live streams as the weeks go on. Anything else that you want to shout out, John? Mm, nah, that's about it. Okay. Matthew Vision says, Reed, if you do decide to cut her nails, use flour to stop any bleeding. Okay. I'll take that as a note. I missed your donate, dono, Black Diamond. Did I? I did. I did. Thank you. Oh, I missed a whole bunch of them. Uh, Shangri-La on Mars donated five bucks. It says, do I have a Wii? Of course, everybody has a Wii. Uh, Black Ops or Black Diamond one one five says my biggest gripe with World War Two was the lack of a good pack a punch camo on most maps. No laser like sounds. No laser like sounds. Black, when Ops, you... 2, Black Ops Two camo was ugly. Well, he said World War Two. Oh, uh, was lack, and I agree. And I also think Bo One circuit board sucked. Um, no laser, no laser like sounds when you fired pack a punch weapons, and the lack of fantastical wonder weapons until Frozen Dawn. Other than that, I really enjoyed World War Two. Um, I hate the sounds of Pack-a-Punch over the years where just pew, 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 pew. I liked it the most in World at War where it still sounded like you spent, it still sounded like a gun. And then just the sounds never evolved. They just got more into these ray guns and then the the weaponry got more and more into uh, space and sci-fi and fantasy. Okay. I liked it. I like the sound. Fair enough. That's enough. We'll be back probably next week for another episode of Zombros at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We gotta get Tim Hansen on the show. Tim wants to be on the show. So maybe he'll be next week or the weekend. Oh no! Oh, fuck! Next week is uh, that guy at camps. Yeah. Right. We, we should definitely say that. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big deal. He, uh... Probably. Hopefully. Still gotta talk to him. Okay. Oh, he, you did, we didn't solidify the date? Well, no, no. He said to be up to go on the show, but gotcha. like, we haven't Gotcha. We got to get out any details, so I don't want to say right. too much. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're in it. We're trying to get him. He's returned, and we're both extremely happy to see him posting content again. So there we are. Sorry. Didn't know that. Right on. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys in a, in a week or so. Take care. Be safe. And have an absolutely wonderful day. Thanks for watching this episode of Zombros. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.